0: coo <laughs> listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah Golseth.
0: thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu
1: live uncommon
0: it is time for mental health monday time to check in with deaconess heidi Gaiman. good morning heidi good
1: morning good to be with you guys
0: it is good to be with you too thanks for joining us for mental health monday we have a topic on deck or we could just do therapy for Andy and Sarah this morning. <laughs> we
1: could do that. I would be okay with that. We don't do that on the air. Nope. No. Nope. Oh, okay. nope. And I'm
2: not licensed in the state of Missouri. And, you know, you have to not find bad. someone licensed in your state.
0: Thank you for clarifying. Great point. All right. So we'll stick to the topic at hand. Uh, We're continuing our conversation in your book, Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration. Uh, Today, we move into the next section, messes in community. Broken belonging is what we're looking at today. And we have some new terms to define Um, connection and community. So can you define connection for us?
2: Absolutely. This is one of the only definitions that I only gave one definition for, which I thought was really interesting. I didn't realize until we opened it for today's episode. Um, So, you know, it's a little bit more straightforward than some of them. But connection is a sensation or state of being joined with someone or something rather than only alone and so there is a I think this physical awareness that is included in connection that's important um, but also is like a state of being which means that outside of our physical awareness it does exist and so both of those pieces are helpful in understanding connection connection is also a building block element um, a lot of times something that people want uh, connection to be is an in goal. Um, We want to feel connected, but the end goal is community. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The connection has its place and we need it to get to the community. But if all we have is connection, then we're still going to feel this uh, weight of broken belonging.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Like the glue that holds it together. So then what is community? So community, and I'll just use the
2: definitions again in the book, um, and, you know, listen for words that stick out to you. I think that's usually really helpful when we introduce new definitions uh, or a uh, a foundation of a definition, if you will. And there's three for this one, you know, because, you know, I left out one for <laughs> the connection. I had to add an extra for community. Um, We have often understood as a place where people share some kind of commonality. Uh, Something to pay attention to there is often understood, right? And number two, the places and people we call home during our time here on Earth. And then last, supportive relationships developed intentionally by a group of individuals that includes regular connection and honest participation in life together. Which produces a sense of belonging. So obviously, that last one is me putting together a lot of <laughs> a lot of threads. Um, but I think you know, if you start from the top down, that often understood as a place where we share commonality is one place I think we do find ourselves in broken belonging a lot because the commonalities often fall apart. You know. Um, I thought it was just me is a really great introduction to relationship, as C.S. Lewis says, um, and even Brene Brown picks up on, but it isn't the whole relationship.
0: So we hear this word community a lot today. It's used in a variety of places and you've given us some good definitions. What's our need for community?
2: Yeah, I think it settles especially on um, those supportive relationships right that word support that we do desire as human beings and this is really an interesting part of the way we're knit together by god a part of our psyche a part of our soul work our spirit is that we are made for a group just as we're made for individual relationships like that's really striking to me that our um You know, compass is set to look for God internally, Ecclesiastes tells us. There's also this place where it's set to look for those connections and intentional relationship between, um, you know, a friendship or a husband and wife, or uh, with our children, these individuals and family, but we're also set for this group experience. And part of me wants to say that a lot of that has to do with the concept of church, that we, you know, that's God's idea that he created us to be a body. Um, and that is this group experience that we have this internal also like clock set for, if you will. But at the same time, I think there's more to that to, to understand the our need for a common humanity, that we are in this boat together, that is the, the world and the universe. Uh, all of that is really interesting to me that I do think it's God's design, our need for those Helpers in our life, um, and for that wider group that is support and that knowledge that we're not alone.
1: How is that sense of community felt differently among the different people that make up this community?
2: Yeah, right. That was was an awesome question. I almost want to ask you to repeat that. I'm not sure you could. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of words in there, but I do think perception is a good word. Um, We do. I think because, for instance, in the church, like we have a foundation that is Christ and a foundation that we're we're centered around, then um, since our perception isn't, reliant on only my view of that thing, it's reliant on something objective um, that is from the God of the universe that is in forgiveness and grace and law and gospel and all of that, then um, I think it's more steady, right? There's Even though there's a whole lot of mess in the church, and we will get to that chapter, um, there's a foundation there. It's a little harder, I think, in communities or groups of places of intentional relationships that are supportive when the foundations are not as clear, um, that are uh, shifting with the culture or with interest, if you will, in a certain topic or thing um, that doesn't negate their importance. It just means that it's going to look different and maybe even feel different to our internal system, you know, not as steady or stable or home base like, if you will.
0: So does each person have a different level of need for community. I was just thinking Mm -hmm. about like, you know, how does your need for community differ from my need for community? Or um, maybe there are days when I feel like I need no community. I just want to be alone. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. do we have varying levels of need for community?
2: Mm, That's a really good question. I mean, I think you do, some of it is very unique and individualized. You do define Mm -hmm. that for yourself. And that's one Reason It's really helpful to do that self-work where we understand our own needs um, and maybe the needs of those people around us also, because community isn't just about me, right? It's about what the people around me need. You know, we don't, um, for instance, in the community that is the church, we don't just show up for ourselves. Like, that's a huge piece of the church that's different from other communities, especially is that we, I mean, we have that like written in the Bible. (laughs) Like, this is for the people that are there outside of myself, just as much as it's for me. and, and so other places that's true too, like I'm in a book discussion group at the library that's for um, fiction because that's where I find some rest is in fiction since I do so much nonfiction work. And um, one of the rules of this particular group or boundaries, if you will, accountability is that you you, you got to show up like on the regular. <laughs> like you can't just ignore it for months on end and then show up because guess what? That impacts the intimacy of the conversation, right? When people are allowed to just come and go as they please. um, and I see that happen a lot in communities and it it is a place of grace where we allow some flexibility in these things. But at the same time, we have to ask ourselves, where is that intentionality for both my own needs, but also the needs of the group as a whole? Um, and that is going to impact the kind of community we have. And just like in all relationships, relationships are made of both vulnerability, but also accountability and boundaries. Um, and so I think, I don't know if that answers the question and in what you were thinking, but I do think that keeping our eye on what we need, but also keeping our eye on what other people need is the heart of community
1: hmm Talking about showing up for people and, and two of these definitions of community mention places. What is that relationship of like physical places and people in, this, uh, in these communities that we build?
2: Yeah, it's all language, you know, and I think in our particular language and our cultural experience, Community as a word really says a lot about physicality, about where we live, especially, you know, I live in the community that is Ludington, Michigan. You live in the community that is St. Louis County or, um, you know, Jefferson County or something like that. we have communities that are maybe the school that we attend or our children attend uh, and and so there is a piece to that i think more than anything that's a nod to the physicalness of community now we have the internet <laughs> it's you know the words change shape with the advent of new things and we have new understandings for words Uh, However, our our brains were made to, and we found this out in COVID, especially with a lot of more clear research on this, our brains were made to turn on in some ways to relationship when someone enters a room. So when I am physically present and our like mirror neurons are like broadcasting to each other, I um, am more ready to do the work of relationship. And I think that's one reason why you see just so many challenges with online community, even though it's good. And I'm not saying it's not worth working through. There is something about also the way we were knit together, that there is a physicalness to building community. And however we figure that out, being aware of that will serve us very well. Um, I do think we can create, especially in our present culture, a little gods of community that, is, that makes us feel safe. Um, and that is a nod to that definition about it being a home base. And so if I am, you know, so ingrained in my community and I love Nebraska like nobody's business, right? I live there. But when we um, find our identity in the community that is the place we live in, um, then it falls apart. It just it doesn't hold up to real connection happening to develop real belonging long term. And I think that's why we find ourselves thrown into isolation when we craft that small God that is like the place we live in. Wow oh! Now I want to know why yeah. Andy's wowing it I'm scared
0: <laughs> No, that was very insightful mm. um, And we will continue the conversation in just a moment We're taking a look at Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration With Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour I'm Andy Bates
1: I'm Sarah Golseth
0: At Concordia University, Wisconsin We believe you were created for a reason Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: We are taking a look at Finding Hope from Brokenness to Restoration. Great book from Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. We're in the next section, Messes in Community. Broken belonging. We know nothing about messes in community. No experience with that <laughs> Not whatsoever. Not at all. <laughs> um, we are. So we, we've been, we defined connection and community, and we've talked about our need for community. Um, what's the relationship? And and I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but to revisit it as we come back in, what is the relationship of connection to community? Heidi?
2: Yeah, I like to refer to it as the building block of community. Um, in much the same ways, we talk about in the earlier, um, you know, more individualized relationships like family and friendship earlier in our broadcasts and in the book, with this idea of bids for connection, where I make a bid to you, uh, whether verbal or nonverbal, and you pick up that bid and return the bid for connection. And then we have these building blocks of relationship. The same thing happens with the concept of connection, then those connections are the building blocks of the community. And so it's almost like uh, concentric circles, right? Bids for connection... And then the relational connections we have with one another and then the the community, which is the wider piece on the outside. So without a sense of connection, without, first of all, without those moments of bidding, like without the invitation, there's going to be no connection. Without the connection, then that sense of it, which some of this is really impacted by trauma, Um in particular. So it, it is harder to read a connection when we have trauma in our life uh, because there's a lot of static. It's hard to believe we're worthy of connection, or it's hard to believe uh, that that person's uh, finding uh, the desire to connect with us and you know, there's a lot of trauma in our world. So there's a lot of exchange of this back and forth of misreading uh, the not just communication, but that sense of connection that is invisible that we don't really see that's under the surface. Um, And so then that connection over and over again builds this intentional community. Uh, I'm trying to think too of let's, you know, keeping with the church concept. I mean, this is KFUL, right? Um, When You gather for worship when there is a sense of connectedness that is a different experience. That does not mean that validates or invalidates the worship, right? The Word and the sacraments and uh, the church coming together, that's worship. However, that sense of connectedness in worship is a very different experience from coming to a place where there is a sense of disconnection for you. Um, And so we're going to see authentic community built when there's more of that presence of that sense of connectedness,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I resonate with that quite a bit. Uh, when we were looking for a new church when we moved to St. Louis, and that was one of the things that uh, that we experienced was was those that sense of connection when we walked into a new church, what it felt like, uh, because you know, Word and Sacrament is is being rightly administered, but then that sense of community. Uh-huh. And connection is is so important, too, to, to build up the body of Christ as we as we live together, which is one of part of one of your definitions of, of life together as the body of Christ. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, how is this work of connection um Really, uh, the work of God. I'm glad you asked that next because that was my next thought too is that,
2: you know, dialectics, you know, how I feel about them hold both things together. We definitely have effort in this, like we contribute to it. However, a lot of this is the work of the spirit as well. And we can rely and find comfort and peace and security, that safety that our heart is longing for in god doing the work of this i think in lutheranism we're a little prone occasionally to being to over emphasizing the work of god so that we kind of just step back and then that is again why you find these places that there's you know word sacrament but there's not a sense of connection is because we've just been like okay god do your thing well god invites us you know he 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 brings us in, like calls, gathers, enlightens in the Spirit. And so in that calling, gathering, enlightening, we also get to have a piece of it. Um, And so holding them both together, we're not trading in uh, the Holy Spirit for our own work, nor are we ignoring our place in it um, to, you know, just be like, Oh, good job, Holy Spirit, do your thing. Uh, Instead, it's, it's very relational work of God. And it's really cool to see what he does. And also what he does through our own hands, our own lips.
0: Hmm. So now let's talk about the brokenness. uh, Since that's what much of this book is about. Well, it's about hope too. But let's (laughs) let's dig into the brokenness. How does brokenness then complicate uh, our connections and community?
2: I love the way you said that, because how many times have we said, it's called finding hope? because
0: we It's we called finding hope for a reason. For a reason. It's not <laughs> all the brokenness. I got to Give that
2: to CPH. Good job, because I was all like, brokenness. And they're like, no, <laughs> no hope. Um, <laughs> it is hope. <laughs> right. Hope is what we're going for here. Uh, but you're right. I mean, to get to that hope, we have to call the brokenness by name. That's what we're doing here. And so the brokenness does complicate connection community. And when we, uh, allow the positivity gospel to reign um, instead of what we actually believe in, which is God restoring us in our brokenness, God redeeming things in our lives, then uh, we unfortunately, I think, found find a lot more broken connection and community because of, there's no authenticity there. Instead, I think brokenness uh is challenging it's hard I think there are places of brokenness in our communities that should never be you know there uh, violence uh, for instance of uh, uh, school shootings in our communities uh, or abuse of any kind like these are places that should not be they are evil they're not anywhere closely connected to the things of hope however in God's wild wonderfulness. He also walks right through the brokenness with us um, and will use those very broken things to bring connection and community, right? Like you've all seen this. And it's not that we're trading it in and it's not that we would ever say that we want those things because guess what? We can also have connection and community outside of that. We don't need the bad stuff to get there. And sometimes I think we wait a little too long and just kind of like wait for the bad stuff to show up so we can get there like subconsciously somehow. It's very weird. We're weird as humans. But yeah, so I think the brokenness, we're utterly displeased by it. Um, but instead of, I think, being so emotive about it, just acknowledging what it actually is and looking it in the face helps us to get to a place where then, you know, we have less individual shame too. And so we can actually reach out for connection, which helps us to build community better.
1: So what does a lack of connection actually look like in community? Mm, mm-hmm. hmm I think
2: A lot of it has to do with empathy Mm -hmm. um, and obviously vulnerability. Uh, I think that the lack of connection comes especially when uh, we have been hurt. We've been hurt by the world. We've been hurt by especially those closest to us, like our family. Uh, This especially plays into church. When we've been hurt by the church, it's much more challenging then to seek that connection because our system, our brain and our body, um, it reads as, but that's painful, that that it doesn't turn out well in the end. And this is where we we need that word restoration, right? We need the hope of God. Um, I say to my therapy clients sometimes uh, when they present that they have a Christian vantage point and are looking for uh, those kind of resources to be able to say, do you believe that is redeemable? That we believe that any kind of thing on this earth where we see brokenness that it is redeemable in the cross and resurrection of christ jesus and so that changes our ability then to walk in and connect with other people um i think that the if you're asking, too, then about what connection itself looks like, you know, start at that beginning point. Go back to the chapter on bids for connection. You know, what are those nonverbal and verbal signals where I'm connecting to one person and then me and that person, we're connecting to another person. And it grows from there. I think sometimes we get into texts about like group dynamics and family systems and, and those are all really good. But I think for most of us, just starting at the beginning of, you know, praying and asking God for help with that, and then moving forward with invitations is the best thing we can do to build connection
0: an understanding connection and community isn't something like, isn't a new idea you referenced Dietrich Bonhoeffer in, Mm -hmm. in finding hope in this chapter. Um, it, it's kind of cool to see, you know, what, what Dietrich Bonhoeffer has to say about what we call life together. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was really cool to, to, to have that reference back to, to Dietrich Bonhoeffer and someone who I'm sure witnessed, um, horrible things and atrocities
2: yeah i think that's such a place of hope for us is understanding that the human plight is universal (laughs) that we're not the first people to go through this i think sometimes we want to believe we are and for some reason that makes us weird you know excited (laughs) but it's not healthy for us i think it is more of a healthy vantage point to understand that um humanity struggles with these things, and so we will struggle with them, but also God has given humanity everything they need in Jesus. God has given humanity what they need in the Spirit, and so we can move forward one step at a time in building more genuine and authentic community.
0: Messes in Community, Broken Belonging. We'll continue our conversation on Messes in Community in next week's mental health monday from finding hope from brokenness to restoration from deaconess heidi Gaiman. heidi always great to chat with you thanks for the great insights today
2: thanks for having
1: me i'll see you next week
0: you've been listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah Golseth.